This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thank you to Feels for sponsoring this episode of our show. Thank you, Feels. Jake, I don't know if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or anything like that. I experience all those things, and I experience them acutely and a lot. Well, CBD will help, and Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Okay, okay. That's that's good. I need that. Uh, they naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. They even sent us some Feels, and I gotta say, I did feel more relaxed after taking it. Oh, good for you. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers free mm-hmm. CBD hotline help to guide your personal experience. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. That's nice. But there's nothing to be scared about. I'm a noob, and I took it, and I enjoyed it. So you can join the Feels community to get your Feels delivered directly to your door every month and save money off every order. You can pause or cancel any time. Huge. Feels has me feeling my best every day, so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash if I were you to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. 50%? 50%? That's half off, baby. Half off. Yeah, it's at least half off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash if I were you to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with it. free shipping. Check it out. Thank you, feels. Beautiful. Was that a cover? Uh, if it was, then I don't recognize the song. You know what's odd to me? I didn't recognize the tune of the of the words, but the guitar, the riff, and the music sounded a bit like uh, you know that song "I Smell Sex and Candy." Oh yeah, I smell sex and candy. Yeah, didn't it sound like here. hanging around? downtown by myself and i've had too much caffeine (laughs) yeah right yeah right yeah yeah (laughs) tight yeah very good uh hey how are you man are you you uh (laughs) you were the doctor for a while a long while yesterday (laughs) dealing with your vertigo i got tests done yeah had, have uh, they have any of them come back positive, negative, or otherwise? I don't have inconclusive, as it were. I don't have tumors in my brain. That's a huge start, right? Yeah, huge. That's got to feel good. That's, that's got to good... feel very. When they're testing for that, like, what is the certainty level that that's what you have? Um, I'm assuming I don't, because then I would be like dying and i feel like relatively fine except for when i stand up interesting because if that were happening to me i'd be like well there it goes i have tumors i had a good yeah. run didn't i there was definitely a time in the mri where i'm like even if i died like 36 solid healthy years is fine that's bad man yeah <laughs> like so i can young. i can be happy with that no that's insane. that's officially you... not a tragedy to me really no that's a full-on tragedy you haven't I mean, you haven't accomplished jack shit, <laughs> frankly. So I feel like what? you have so much, or at least I hope you have a long life <laughs> ahead of you so you can actually get like, something done. 
<laughs> yeah. What did you say? No. <laughs> no, I think yeah, I think I've done stuff. <laughs> what would like the eulogy? I have to go up there and I'm like, um, Amir lived a, a long, good, happy, successful life. He was sure. um, yeah, he that's was fine. Adrian in Harold and Kumar three. <laughs> yeah, and, well, you don't have to uh, read. We did my a web credits. series together. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it would be more about me as a man, but yeah, I'm sure you can read A shot some of the pilot credits. passed on and a pilot script passed on. <laughs> yeah. Lonely and Horny well, Season 3 and the garbage. Thumbing uh, through your email on your iPhone. What else? Uh, oh, what that else? was a pass. That was a pass. <laughs> we got notes. Uh, that email bounced back. Yeah. This one's we in got... our court, but I didn't really see it going anywhere. <laughs> Development's a slow process. Is all. Anyway, let's bring up... Who else we got? I guess he didn't have a wife. Here's Avital, who he was living with, <laughs> not even engaged. Oh, she broke Jesus. up with him. That makes sense. Damn it, really? Yeah. So what else What else, What else? did they test for? Uh, a bunch of stuff that I don't know yet that's like everything from like, what if you got a fungal bacteria in Mexico or like, what if you have an ear infection? And how do they test that? Do they take, they, they look at the MRI or do they, do yeah. they take blood? Blood, MRI, spine stuff. They took shit out of your spine? Yeah, spinal tap. So like, what if there's just nothing that like, is it possible that they're just gonna be like, yeah, we didn't really know what the dizziness thing is, but. <laughs> you, your vitamin D is low. That thorough of a test. I wouldn't mind having that done. Yeah, just give me a fucking soup to nuts checkup. How much was your? How much of your body was inside the MRI? Uh, from my head down to my waist. Wow. They stopped. So you... They said that my dick, which I can't <laughs> believe this, my dick was too big to <laughs> no way. to get you like said an it MRI. Couldn't fit in the MRI machine. Your whole entire body was in it. Yeah. Your head to your waist, but they couldn't fit your cock. Yeah. That's what they said. They're like, the cock is might be too big. I'm like, yeah, I understand that. And they're like, we can no try. Way. I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. It's probably not there anyway. No fucking chance. No chance. Yeah, no chance. No chance it goes in. Wow. That's obscene. <laughs> it, was, it was pornographic. <laughs> Damn, you're the man, Blumenfeld. <laughs> Tumors up and down my body. You're a fucking king, man. <laughs> Your dick is only big because it's a giant tumor. <laughs> oh, God. What else do we have to talk about that's darker than this? How are, How's your ass? Um, yeah, you know, good. Things are, things are good. Uh, what, I'm, I, I go to, I'm going to London tomorrow. That's right. By the time this comes out, this is, you'll be in London. I, yes, I will. And it's kind of fun going from the East Coast because I am not even taking a red eye. Like, it, in L.A., that's just not even an option, you know? Yeah, interesting. It's, like, equidistant between London and L.A., right? Yeah, it's a pretty easy flight, evidently. I guess we'll see. I do have a, a predicament, as it were, that I would not mind your help with okay. if you have a moment. Okay. I'm trying to bring only two pairs of shoes. I mean, I'm definitely going to bring only two pairs of shoes. Okay? Okay. Now, here's my predicament. Yeah. I'm worried that it's going to rain while I'm there uh, because London is has that notorious uh, drizzly, foggy weather. Yeah, sorry. I like had a kind of a near-death scenario yesterday, so it's kind of hard for me to like switch oh. gears. But oh, yeah. yeah, it might rain. You were the one that you said you wanted to switch gears. You were like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this to distract you from your... 
from your cock accident. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, it'll be foggy. <laughs> I mean, it might be. Well, the thing is, I think it might be sunny. But man, I didn't mean to steamroll you with my with my packing. If you want to talk about your mortality a bit more. No, it's good. It's good. This is good. Right. Uh, okay. So the spinal shot. Tumors benign. <laughs> yeah. Thirty six is a good run. No um, yeah. Benign. So I have sneakers. Uh-huh. I have a sneaker. Uh-huh. And I have a van. <laughs> Not even a car. The, the <laughs> two shoes. The, so the two. I'm definitely going to bring some white slip on vans. Okay. Those are those are easy packable shoes that, in a way, can make a. It, it doesn't really dress up an outfit, but it doesn't dress anything down as much as running shoes do. Yeah. And I do want to go on a, I want to be able to yog while I'm abroad. Abroad. Uh, an abroad yog. Yeah, abroad. Um, and my question really is, should I bring the Nike Shield waterproof running sneakers that I have? Or should I bring the Ultra Boost Flyknit? Or whatever the version of Flyknit is for Adidas. Uh, I think you got to go less Flyknit the better. What with the moisture in the air and all and i guess it will be chilly but you can handle that with a sock situation this the it looks like the weather is changing and it's going to be like low 60s and sunny which kind of makes me feel like shit am i going to be too toasty in an unbreathable fabric of a waterproof (laughs) shoe (laughs) i'm freaking out (laughs) yeah you should (laughs) it really doesn't matter i mean like do your feet ever get hot in a shoe i don't know you just wear do your feet get hot yeah they do get hot in a shoe man sometimes i sometimes i wish you would have fucking tumors and just (laughs) what (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) no i'm just saying i know that you got like shots in your spine but some people have bigger problems yeah it's just not really fair for you to like (laughs) yeah you were talking about having kind of hot feet Kind of hot, really hot. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You sweating your feet, I guess. Sweaty fucking socks. <laughs> yeah, sweaty socks. <laughs> On a vacation? Yeah, that's pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's almost as comfortable as 40 minutes in an MRI in Santa Monica when your parents aren't showing up to <laughs> to hang out or support you and, and your girlfriend's not responding to your text, which I know is something that you dealt with yesterday. Yeah. It was just okay. the, uh, the uh, reception at the hospital was spotty at best, I guess. I, well, your text to me came through complaining that no one was showing up. And I, it sounded like your parents were able to respond to say they weren't going to be there. Yeah, they're at Rosty down the street. They're getting dinner at Rosty. Reception and and distance wasn't really an issue. No, not at all. Yeah. So I'm just saying we all have problems. You don't have a supportive and loving family, and it seems like you are dying from an ailment. And I guess I could bring a bigger backpack and just carry a third pair of shoes (laughs) now that I think about it. Yeah, I don't even think you need a third pair of shoes as much as you do. I mean, you'll have two pairs of shoes. One yeah. is yeah, as, as a backup or whatever. So you vote you vote shield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I vote shield, I guess. Do you mind if I pull up the weather in uh foggy London town? <laughs> uh right now? Yeah. I'll just see how good this advice is of yours. I mean fifty nine yeah, it's, it's low enough. It's low enough. That's you nice. actually might have a point for once, Blue. <laughs> for so I did give you helpful advice. I mean, you're just yeah. madder about it. I want to bring the fly nets. They're a bit more comfortable. Yeah. So bring the fucking fly net and like wear it when it's not raining. 
All right, fine. But the, the fucking point of this podcast is for you and I to have debates. So if you're just like, whatever you want, then it's not really anything, you know? What do we We're, Yeah. What is, if we don't have discussions, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got some questions. Maybe people can. We still answer questions? Yeah. No, that's all we what? do usually. <laughs> who could have. You know, we're recording. Who could have a more important problem than me? I really wonder because I don't know which shoes to bring on vacation. Yeah, and you're well, bringing sorry, two pairs. I didn't mean to call you're this vacation. You're bringing both. It's actually worth Yeah. It's actually work. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. I'll go shield. <laughs> nice, dude. Whatever. You're mad. Okay. Questions. Yeah. No, let's go to questions. <laughs> Problem solved, right? Yeah. This... Just gloss over it. I'm still going to stew on this for hours after we're done. <laughs> At a certain but point, you're, you're going to have to get on the flight. I know. I'll Jill's meeting me. I'll have her bring my other shoes no do not have you're already have two pairs of shoes do not make your wife bring an extra pair for you well i won't have two pairs of shoes i'm gonna have at least five or six pairs of shoes i have (laughs) i was i had some shipped to to london one is going to meet me in my hotel in manchester the other one yeah that's and then are you bringing anything else do you have a jacket what's your jacket situation that's a great question man i am i'm (laughs) oh my god so much more important no i have a jacket i have a jacket it's a blue bomber that is waterproof no hood but it's waterproof and i feel like that's pretty solid Uh, all right, so this is If I Were You, uh, an advice podcast. Jake and I dispense our wisdom. <laughs> Where we talk about what I pack to go on trips. <laughs> we, we just sort of go piece by piece, by layering piece, <laughs> to figure out what to pack and what to keep. I think people are interested to know how many pairs of socks I brought. If I brought ankle <laughs> socks, no, no show or uh, athletics, because the inter- interesting thing is on a trip like this, you have to perform, you have to commute, you have to travel, right. and then also you like to exercise. So what do you wear that you can hop on the train, that you can hop on stage, and that you can go out to cocktails in? It's hard. Okay, okay so I have, a, I have a system, and I'd be happy to talk about my system. <laughs> All right, real quick. Um Go through the fucking socks. Okay, thank you. So I have six pairs of ankle socks. <laughs> oh my socks. god, you were so ready to give that up. You wanted to talk about the socks so badly. I barely offered it. Six pairs. Got it. We got a question from a twenty-five-year-old. Well, I also have four pairs of no-shows. <laughs> nice. Because no twenty-five-year-old. Okay. Yeah, from Go England ahead. actually. So this guy might be able to help you out. Maybe if you help him out, maybe he'll even be at one of my shows. Yeah. Maybe. Actually, can he... Bring me socks. If you see me on stage, bring me socks. And a size 11, really anything breathable Nike, ideally waterproof. Mm -hmm. Uh, 25-year-old male Brit here. We'll call this guy... I don't know. Who's a 25-year-old male Brit? Um, Prince something or other? Prince Prince Harry? Yeah, Prince Harry. He's a young guy. Yeah, sure. Prince Harry writes, A friend of mine is performing stand-up for the first time next week, and I'm not sure whether to go or not. We're super close friends, and the concern is that if he's terrible, it will be very awkward giving feedback or forcing out laughter amongst the sea of dead expressions. Normally, I would err on the side of being supportive, but what makes this so difficult is that it's overwhelmingly likely that he will be terrible. He hasn't practiced, he hasn't written anything down, and his sense of humor is very niche. I also don't have anybody else to go with, so I'm going to have to sit alone with a role of supportive friend. Uh, and sorry, sit alone and the role of supportive friend would solely fall on me. What do I do? Wait, it's, kind regards, Prince Harry. All right, Prince Harry. It's friend, not romantic thing. Friend, yeah. Friend, go. You just go. You just go and watch him bomb and say, fucking lame crowd. Exactly. 
And there's a chance that'll surprise you. I remember the first time I saw my sister perform stand-up comedy, and I didn't really know what to expect, but I was like, this is my duty as as a brother. And I'd been in the comedy scene. I knew what bad comedy looked like. I knew it was like an open mic, that it's like a bringer show. And I was like, she's just starting out. If it's not good, just like be encouraging, be positive. And then she crushed, and it was awesome. And I was happily surprised that I did not have to like lie and say it was good or uh worst of like my worst fear was that I was gonna have to like console her afterwards and I didn't have to do it at all (laughs) your worst fear was that you had to be a consoling older brother yeah clearly because I'm fucking pouring my heart out to you and you want to talk about socks your worst fear is consoling people not that okay all right dude first of all it, it, that was that was my worst fear was her feeling bad. So then I'd be consoling, okay? And I I resent I resent that. And the other thing, my sock my sock game is kind of more interesting than. I'm sorry, uh, but your your life or death. <laughs> it you're not sorry. You're laughing. <laughs> you're laughing to my face. I, I'm not. Now you're coughing. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm aghast that it I looks said like it. you're ha- you're like a gog. Okay. I don't know what a gog is, but it's clearly that. Mm-hmm. A gog. Yeah, I really think you're a gog. Let a me gog. look up what the word a gog is. Do you know what the word a gog is? No, I don't. I've never heard that before in my life. Frankly, a g o g definition. Very, <laughs> very eager and curious to hear or see something. Oh. you're absolutely <laughs> a gog. I was a gog. I was a gog to be sure. <laughs> uh yeah i would i would agree with that you do go worst case scenario you console you say the crowd was bad keep up the good work there are worse things in the world right you go for your bud he'd go for you you didn't see the movie joker right i did not okay so one of the scenes in joker a movie i thought was god awful is joker yeah i've i don't think i'm going to see it maybe someday on a plane i want i don't know if i yeah i want you to see it just so i I don't know if I want you to agree that it was bad so we can talk about it or disagree with me so we can discuss it. But he's a mentally troubled, like literally diagnosable, mentally ill man, like schizophrenic, paranoid, can't speak, has nervous laughter, tics, habits, whatever. And he does stand up at one point. Oh, God. And, and one of his jokes is like actually f- they only show him do two jokes. One of them is really bad because he can barely speak. And the other one is kind of funny. This is the joke. Uh, when I was a kid, I told all my friends I wanted to do stand-up comedy. This is after he bombed. So he goes, when I was a kid, I wanted to, I told all my friends I wanted to do stand-up comedy and they all laughed at me. Well, nobody's laughing now. (laughs) That is good. Yeah. So that's pretty good, right? So the whole point of the movie is that that joke is so bad that Robert De Niro, a late night TV host, shows the clip of him, a mentally ill person (laughs) bombing at a comedy club, that joke, and then it cuts back to Robert De Niro and he goes, you can say that again, and everyone cracks up. He just retold the joke. He, that's, what, that's the point yeah. of the joke is that he was making fun of his, himself. That's bad writing to be sure. That would, I mean, that would also just never, ever, ever happen. Of course, yeah. So much stuff in this movie would never, ever, ever happen. Um, and then, especially because it takes place in like the early 80s, so the idea that they like taped this set of this mentally ill man and sent it to a comedy show to make fun of him, and then the joke wasn't that bad, and then that's what sets him off on this killing spree is not ideal not good yeah 
That's definitely crazy. Uh, it was also kind of absurd that this whole point of the movie, the Jokers, that this Joker guy wants to actually tell jokes. I thought that was a little on the nose and silly. Yeah, um, that's lame. Aside of aside of other like three hundred other things, I had problems with. But I'll wait till you actually watch the film. <laughs> this guy just wanted to be a comedian. He is a Joker of himself. Yeah, that's kind of. I I mean, the Joker. That's that seems that seems awful. Yeah, I guess I'll see it. I'll watch it. The Joker to me is like an evil genius. This guy is just a mentally in- ill guy that had a mental problem where he laughed a lot and then uh, wanted to tell actual jokes, which is a little on the nose, right? And the Joker is like it, the one from Dark Knight. Like Heath Ledger's Joker is perfect. It's like it's chaotic. It's not like silly or goofy. It's like the Joker is an agent of chaos that like throws things out of whack right this that's this guy maybe is this is like the backstory of how that evil genius came to be but i highly doubt it it seems like he just took a dvd of the dark knight and took a giant dump on it for two hours right it ruined an otherwise good movie wow what is it actually what are other movies? don't at me what are his other movies uh hangover old school you know classic comedies like that interesting yeah this was his first attempt at like a gritty film and people loved it. Is it? I thought the reaction was very mixed. Uh, I think it got like a huge audience rating. Like the people that saw it really, really liked it. Oh, so a critical, not good. No, but... critically it did fine too. It had like seventy percent on Rotten Tomato. People liked it fine. That's so. I'm weird. the weird one. I'm the Joker. I've I've heard a lot of people disliking it. Okay, that's good. But maybe that's just my small circle. Maybe just me texting you every other day. <laughs> from different numbers uh all right let's take a break we'll come back answer some more questions talk about more socks after this oh yeah thank you to all form for sponsoring this episode of our show oh yeah baby well if you've been listening to the show you know we love our helix mattresses correct so in an exciting turn of events helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas what? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but okay. fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping. And there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you. And it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. 
I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. And that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was- It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was awarded the number one best overall mattress uh, pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired. So it's not just us. Cool. GQ and Wired likes them too. Yeah, and I'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can win. It doesn't matter who's who's. Yeah, right that that part okay. doesn't matter. All right, sure. You just go to Helix. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just go to HelixSleep.com/slash. If I were you, you take that two minute sleep quiz. You don't necessarily have to get into a mm-hmm. fight with anybody while you're doing. Just take that two minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes. Yeah. And that's part of the issue. Okay. Yeah, they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now. Right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash if I were you for up to $200 off. Damn. Thank you, Helix. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a list. Yeah, you know, I've been reading a book that I've very much enjoyed. A book series, actually. Oh. Uh, It is the Master and Commander book series, which was recommended to me by none other than Thomas Middleditch. It's like Game of Thrones, but on a boat in the 1900s. 1800s, (laughs) but 19th century. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, it's... I mean, it's just really, really good. It's the story of, it's called the Aubrey Maturin series or something like that, or Adventures. And it's the, uh, these two friends, Captain Jack Aubrey and a, the ship's naval surgeon, uh, Stephen Maturin. And they have this really charming friendship and go on all of these crazy adventures together. And they're always on ships and they're at war and there are battles and there are love interests. And it's just fucking, it's great. I love it. How many books are there? Like, if you're into it, you could just read this for months and months. Yes. That was the other thing that I was really excited about because Game of Thrones, I, like, burned through. And then I I was stuck. I didn't have anything else to read. Uh, but this is this series is 20 books long. Uh, Marty wow. on book six. It's funny. When you were talking about Game of Thrones and how, like, you would read the books and rewatch the episodes, I was always like, wow, how can something be so good that you'd want to do that? And then I'm like, I guess now I like Succession enough that I would rewatch season one. Yeah, and would, if there was a Succession book that went a little bit further than where the TV show is right now, would you read it? Yeah, I would definitely give it a try. And I'm like, if this is just as good as the show, I would have to read it all. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. Especially because, would you say Succession's first two seasons uh, you like better than Game of Thrones? Or is Game of Thrones still your goat? Um, I think, it's interesting. I think Game of Thrones is still my my goat but like succession to me has really basically never had a bad episode even though there are like some storylines like some elements of like the overall show that i'm like less into uh i feel like every single episode a bunch of stuff happens my favorite characters do great things it's super funny it's really well shot it's surprising it's like overall just consistently great 
What did you do during the finale, like the last five minutes when you saw that huge turn? Um, Without giving away what the story was, did you like... I like stood up and like started cheering. Like it was like an awesome sports moment. I, th- I can imagine you doing that. And I wish I saw that. Uh, I sort of like felt like it was going to come in the last, in the last like minute. So I'd mentally prepared for it. But when it happened, I, my jaw dropped. I turned to Jill and we were both like, wow, you know, <laughs> is she fully on board at this point? A muted, a muted, like muted awe. Yeah. She loves it. I think the last time I felt like that over a TV show was like when Gus got blown up in Breaking Bad and then he walks yes. out and collapses. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. It was just like a cool stand up and cheer moment of a TV show. Yeah. It's funny. Like you do kind of forget that Logan Roy is like, he's, he is a bad guy. Yes. It's funny that it's you're weird because like, but then again, so are his children in theory. Yeah. And so are like the people trying to take over his company and stuff. <laughs> but like, I find myself feeling bad for him. Like, Oh man, like he's going to get pushed out. And then I'm like, Oh, he like made people crawl around on the floor begging for a sausage. Yeah. He's a, he is a piece of shit. <laughs> How good was that Stewie scene where he's like, Yes, you will shove my dick in my cock and a million cocks in my balls. Listen, man, like whatever you say, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's such a great way of cutting him down. It's like all your threats are fake, so I'm not actually scared by them. That doesn't work for us. <laughs> Just so instantly declined. Yeah, goddamn. Oh, that like that's Logan is most, most vulnerable too. Yeah, and also doesn't he like throw Kendall under the bus during that fucking conversation? Does he? I don't remember. He's that. like, you can have Kendall's board seat, and Kendall's like, ah, oh, wow. Oh, did not agree to right. that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, he's he's fucking bad to him. If you haven't watched Succession, do that. You have twenty amazing episodes to get through. Goddamn, wouldn't that be fun? Uh, we got a D and D question, which oh. um, you know, apropos before apropos I go, of your trip is your are all tickets sold out? Can you do you need a shout out? Uh, no, they are sold out. We're sold out in Manchester, sold out in London. Don't even bother showing up at this point. Even if you bought a ticket. We're, well, we're selling... Uh, I had uh, some t-shirts made in Manchester. It was actually a real pleasure dealing with uh, some international uh, printers. They're so charming. They said uh, cheers a lot. You think you, we should bring that to America? Cheers never made it over, but it's such a big thing. Yeah, cheers would be nice. I could say cheers. I could start saying cheers, I think. Yeah. Definitely because I've been reading uh, this book that has so many British characters. You're an absolute Anglophile. (laughs) My ancestors are from jolly old England. So it stands Teresa. Forsooth. So this is a D&D based question. Okay. And it actually gets a little hot. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Hi, hard one and loser that doesn't play D&D. Ouch. Wow. I've DM'd for this group of two dudes and three girls that were friends from high school for a couple months now, and it's been pretty cool because we are all well into the role play of it, and we got really invested in the characters. After all sessions, I got to hook up with one of the chicks, uh, (laughs) and she told me that she she was a virgin and felt really anxious about having sex, and I may have had the most stupid idea ever. I told her that we should role-play it as her character that was a tiefling bard. She really oh. enjoyed the sex, and so did I. Now every time we hook up, she gets into character, and it's getting weird, and I get conscious on how bizarre the situation is. Sex was really good, though, and she is very pretty, and I want to date her, and I think she feels the same way. How can I tell her that I don't want to keep having sex with her 
with her without the role play though. Thanks. Love. <sighs> I think of this guy name. Uh, Is there a British person in your D and D? A British. Well, I guess um, Apple Scrumper because she was played by Siobhan Thompson. But it, well, yeah, we'll just call him Apple. Okay, Apple. Uh, do you know okay. what a tiefling bard is? Yes, uh, tiefling is a Dungeons and Dragons race that is sort of like uh, fairy e, but they have horns uh, and a tail, and they're usually like purple or blue. And a bard is a class which is like usually some kind of performancey based class, like a a singer or a uh, or a play or an, an actor or something, uh, but they have, they'll do, or dancer or something, but they, they have weapons and spells and stuff. So would it be nice to have sex with a tiefling bard? Yeah, that's one of the hotter classes, I would imagine. Mm. It's sort of like having sex with a ballerina in the real world, I would I think. Have you combined your passions yet? Have you done research into D&D roleplay sex? Porn? No, no, I don't, I've not. I've never even looked at like fantastical porn, like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones style porn, <laughs> which that definitely de- exists. Definitely, and that like would seemingly be up my alley, but it doesn't interest me. I guess but porn you know, is some... fantasy enough. It's a different kind of fantasy. Yeah, I don't need double fantasy there. I think I also like the fantasy that I need in porn is to pretend like everyone likes it. And no one's getting paid. I don't like seeing people in a whole bunch of like weird costumes. It like becomes way too real that, that that it's produced and weird. Yeah. So it's like two negatives makes it even more obvious that it's fake, man. I think this is like, I feel like this is pretty straightforward though. Like it is great that you did the role play to make everybody feel comfortable, but you don't have to continue it, but you also don't have to be like, we have to end the role play because in re- like in retrospect that could make the good sex uncomfortable you know like coloring it in a negative way like oh geez i was being so awkward he didn't even like that he hates it you know yeah so i think what you do if you especially if you like her you want to date her you sort of transition by saying let's do one where we're just us and that's that's nice and you don't have to say that at the sake of saying this other thing is bad, so let's do this. You just say, let's do this new thing because it will also be good. Yeah. And then you move forward without having to turn your head back in a negative way. Let's try to role play as a guy who doesn't want to fuck a tiefling bard anymore. And then you be yourself. I don't want to. (laughs) I thought you were asking me to do it. That was him (laughs) talking to her, right? Yeah, yeah. Great. So you don't want to unless you don't want to role play having sex with me. Should we? I. What episode are we on? Uh, four oh five. Let's do it at five thousand. <laughs> Just fucking start making smut, <laughs> and it will be a Patreon video episode. That's right. In five hundred years, we'll just fuck on camera. <laughs> we'll have to at that point. Because who cares anymore? Uh, all right. Last question. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. If you are, bud. <laughs> this one made me laugh. Uh, I guess we should go sign. for one last British man, Andy Murray. Uh, Andy Murray writes, I've been into this girl for a while now and everything's going great. We've had some really long chats and both seem to be into each other. There's only one negative. We were at a house party flirting the roof off and I was seizing some serious cheese, if you know what I mean. 
Huh? Oh, yeah. We were sitting down on the lawn eating pizza, looking at the stars, when she dropped hers cheese side down on the grass. <laughs> she then picked it up as if I didn't notice and started eating it. <gasps> now I'm not the cleanliest or a, I'm not the cleanest or a germ freak by any regard, but it makes me feel ill thinking about all the dogs that would have urinated and shat on that yard. And if she's willing to put up with a germ-infested pizza in her mouth, despite the obvious, what else is she willing to put in her mouth? <laughs> in all honesty, uh, I think that we could be soulmates, but I'm seriously struggling getting past this hurdle. Is there anything that your wife or girlfriend has done that has grossed you out, and how have you gotten over it? I would appreciate the feedback. Man, good question. Well, has Avital done anything that was so gross that you couldn't get over it? She's, she's picked up our dog's shit with her mouth. That's not bad, though. I mean, obviously, you got over it. Yeah, I got over it. I'm like, you should use the bag. And she's like, yeah, of course. She's yes, like, oh, of course. Oh, oh, yeah. yum, 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 yum. <laughs> yummy shit. Yummy shit. <laughs> uh, no, that actually, none of that has happened. She hasn't. Obviously. She hasn't eaten shit or, or eaten the pizza <laughs> yeah. off the grass. Obviously, she never ate shit. Like, I know you're, you don't have to, like, make a joke like that intense and then tell me you're kidding, the, you know? The dog did once urinate. Okay. In her mouth. Really? As a goof. As a it's, goof. Okay. Is that one for real, though? Because now I don't fucking know anymore, man. That one is fake, but what actually happened was a lot worse. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think, uh, obviously, Jill's never done anything that I couldn't get over because we're married. Um, right. But is this a thing that would be a non starter? I don't think it would be a non-starter. It's really, it's more funny than anything. I also, my... Could it be a one-off? Were, were you guys drunk, maybe? Yeah, and here's my theory. You want to hear my theory? Yeah. I don't think that this is like ground pizza, and she's like, that's fine. I don't care if things fall on the ground. I think she was just like enjoying the moment and didn't want you to think that the, like, that the pizza fell, or she didn't want to do something awkward in front of you. It wasn't like she doesn't have hygiene and doesn't care about eating pizza from the grass she just wanted to be chill in front of you unbeknownst to her this has now backfired extremely because it looks like she eats dirt pizza but i think you should get over it and forget it ever happened because she probably thinks you don't know yeah maybe this is a one-off and you don't know if this is a one-off or a reoccurring character until it happens again or doesn't right well, you could con you could construct a way to make it happen again. Okay, what are you thinking? Now, you you say, "Hey, let's meet." I have a, and then you show up with a pie. Uh-huh, a pizza pie. A pizza pie. You're like, "Oh, hey, how's it going, Sally?" Yeah. And then you walk towards her and stumble, fall, dumping the pie onto the ground. Yeah. And then you say, "Well, this pizza's obviously inedible, I suppose." Thoughts? <laughs> and then see how she reacts and if she's like no it's fine it's just pizza then you sort of like you have to see where she draws the line so like the next day you like oatmeal for two meet me at the south lawn and then <laughs> the bowls tip over and obviously oatmeal is a little more viscous a little more yeah. wet that's and like it's sticking to the grass it's so thick and does she leave it or does she scoop it back into the bowl yeah, does she use and like say this her, is fine? Does she use her hands to like sort of like strain the fucking oatmeal off the blades and then just sort of flick it back into the bowl, or is she like this is too much for me? That's a great question. And if she That's does like lift it up, then like all right, last last things last before I call this a day, because after all, it is three strikes and you out. 
you're out. Mm. You you show up having had chicken soup, but you have a bowl for her, so it's completely wet. It's water. It's liquid at this point. Right. And you say, meet it's, me on the lawn. Because like, oatmeal can still be scooped. <laughs> That's right. Fashion. At this point, she will, if she does want to salvage the oatmeal, she'll have to suck on the dirt. Right. Which is foul to think but like maybe she's <laughs> down and that's an, that's like is there a world that is where she she shoves the clumps of dirt mud because there was broth in there and at that, at that point that stage, you'd be like, at that enough. stage it is more dirt than food because yeah. the, the 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 water from the soup has gone gone down into the soil deep 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 probably not to be to be gotten it would be dirt flavored it would be soup flavored dirt that she were consuming that's yeah and would she want that and if she does do you want that to be in your life because you'll never be able to discard food no because she'll eat trash and dirt and grass and dirt to be with you. yeah and that would be like that's that's where i have to draw this really wet dirty line i think we solved that one through and through. <laughs> Cut to them just sucking dirt for the rest of their lives. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. What do you think of the five-second rule? Are you picking stuff off the ground nowadays? Uh, no, I don't do it at all. Like, Were you a little more lenient most, in your younger days? I mean, yeah, in my, in my younger days, I used to do it for a reaction. But now I am very stressed out about getting sick. I don't like to be ill. Yeah, and what about what uh, about if it's at home and you drop like a piece of s- sandwich? Uh, if if it's on the floor, just it's a no go. Carpet. The most the some yeah nothing. I won't do it. What I would do is sometimes if I if I'm at a restaurant and something falls off of my plate onto the table, that's that's like a depend a depend like depending on how hungry, depending on the establishment type of thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, say you're at a McDonald's and you drop a fry onto the table from the tray. Do you eat that? Onto the tray? I think the tray is fine. Oh, tray is fine. So it comes, it goes, it, you're eating on a tray, but you drop <laughs> off the tray onto the table. Yeah. I'd like to think I'll put you it back on the tray and I'll consider that an emergency fry. And if at the end of the fries, <laughs> I still want another fry, I'll be like, fine, fuck it. What's the big deal? Wow. So that would be your last fry. Yeah. Your last fry would be a freaking table fry. Because you got to think I that. I eat it right away because <laughs> I'm just like, I need to not think about it. I'll end up eating this, but I'll feel guilty or I'm just like going to just like put it in my mouth and forget it ever happened. And if you're, let's say you have two filet fish on a tray and you're walking back to the table from the McDonald's counter and somebody trips you and then the tray goes flying and the filet fish sort of opens and then it lands on the ground, sauce side down. So there's the slice of mm. cheese and the tartar sauce. The tartar sauce is on right. the ground and then you sort of, you pick it up and you scoop it. You scoop the sauce that like hit the ground with your index finger. You're sort of scraping it off and then you reassemble the sandwich. Are you going to eat that sandwich still? <laughs> I, I, I'm a gog. What? <laughs> I'm a gog. <laughs> so you're eager to hear or see more about this sandwich? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, eager, I'm a gog to hear what you'll do of it. Uh, I gotta fucking eat this. It's a filet fish You can't just buy another one. Yeah. They don't have another half piece of cheese. <laughs> They're out of half pieces of cheese. They'll have to do it with a whole slice. And that's At foul. that point, their sandwich is ruined. Disgusting. 
Uh, all right, that's it. That's our time. Those are our questions. Thanks for writing in. If you have your own theme song or questions, send it to if I were you show at gmail.com. The opening one was that Sex and Candy parody. Uh, by... well, or it wasn't a parody. I don't know. Did I say who sang it or did we get into like some weird shh, tangents? We got into some weird tangents, frankly. It was by Tommy. Tommy Dowdy. So thank you, Tommy from Canada. Well, okay. Uh, and this closing one is a Drake cover. Um, Fuck yeah. From somebody named Chris Willis. A trio of parody songs that he whipped up. The first song is a Drake parody of the song With You that is a reference to the garbage disposal anecdote from the 400th episode. Shout out to my wife's Instagram, Heather DW, um, because she told me I sounded bad in it. So thanks, Chris, for sending it anyway. Okay. And thanks to uh, Chris's wife, who says that he sounded bad in it. And thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, more uh, If I Were You, of course on our patreon that's patreon.com slash j a bonus thursday video episodes right on and uh we'll be back of course next week maybe jake will be back from london town indeed i'll tell you guys how my shoe debacle turned out there's a chance we have to record that episode on monday so if it's monday and it's not out yet no it'll be out on tuesday but with british anecdotes and i'll tell you all about my shoes okay Everybody's curious. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. I need some help in my life. Busy, I do things, but I listen while I drive. I need to lease a new ride. Is this car talk or some other type of show? A home improvement thing I'm hoping My disposal is still broken Georgia Corder couldn't break through Alan Wrench and a corkscrew You get that photo that I sent you It'll be fine cause I'll pay a guy That was a HeadGum Podcast Hey, I'm Finn Wolfhard. And I'm Billy Brick, and welcome to Lackluster Video. Lackluster Video is a film podcast hosted by us. Two friends, writing partners, and idiots who love movies. Each week we're going to be watching and talking about a movie together or with a special guest. We're watching movies from every genre. From micro-budget Japanese zombie movies. To Aaron Sorkin's award winners. To Adam Sandler's least critically acclaimed works. And that's not all. We'll also be talking about movies that don't exist based on randomly generated suggestions. For example, if I gave Finn a sci-fi movie called... 2038 Rapture, starring Demi Lovato and Sean Combs, he would say it's... Demi Lovato has to use her booming voice to save the world, as Sean Combs plays his producer. They, and they, they have to do this in order to beat, beat it, beat, beat the aliens. It's not my best, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, to become a member of Lackluster Video... All you have to do is subscribe. <laughs>